What's up, y'all? Everyone knows the bunt is brought to you by the number one skateboarding shoe in the world, none other than Vans. <laughs> this week, we talking the Gilbert Crockett Pro 2, of course. Unlike any other, the cup sole support meets Vans' legendary board field in the all-new Crockett Pro 2, featuring Vans' revolutionary waffle cup construction. Hey, man, we went to the Vans wear test for the Crockett Pro 2 last night. I ain't never seen a room full of people that look that bad on a skateboard. But then the good people from Van showed up with a boatload of Crockett 2s. Everyone slipped on a pair, and it was like watching a room full of caterpillars turn into butterflies. I thought I was watching a bunch of Gilbert Crockett's in the flesh. Now, that was just me. Yeah, he was just watching me. On my quest to Sodi, I've tried a lot of Van shoes, but this Gilbert Crockett 2 has the technology to push my skating's ability over the top and bring home the illustrious award for the great city of Toronto, Canada. You know the Crockett 2s come with that fully fused Duracap for unsurpassed durability, Van's waffle cup, outsole construction, the world's first ever vulcanized cup sole, and don't forget that Ultra Kush HD. Van's highest level of impact cushioning. The Gilbert Crockett 2s have been available worldwide for already a couple of days. So you might have already missed your chance because these things are flying off the shelves. So get down to your local skate shop and grab your pair of Gilbert Crockett 2s now. Yo, ho, 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 ho. they already know what it is, yo. It's a beautiful day in Toronto, snowstorm thing. Me and Donald just got done dominating on the basketball court, you know what I'm saying? Thanks for coming out, Justin, David, Ronan, Max Fine, bunch of dusters. Leslie, you're a real one, though. Yo, Max Fine had some game. Give him some respect. Just kidding, yeah, Max MVP for a noob. Anyways... Yo, let's get down to business still. We got a legend in the building this week. You know what I'm saying? The one, the only, Stefan Janoski. Gunshots, sirens, ants throwing some noises, yo. It's a mad thing this week, you know what I'm saying? Love rocking my boy's shoe. You gotta be for the people. Yeah, I can call him my boy now. Yo, yo, Stefan, what's good, blood? Yeah, we got it like that. Anyways, yo, I'm the ghost. He's D. Jones, and as always, Ant's one behind the scenes, yo. It's a cool thing, still. What's good this week, Donald? Well, you just fucking, uh, you blew my uh, my big announcement. So this week, we got Stefan Janowski in the building. Oh, wanna my bad. Want to save his oldest teammates, you know. <laughs> yeah. They've known each other for a long time. Then we're going to get into the post office, answer them audio notes. We got some good ones this week, and then finish it up with the rundown. We handing out our NFL awards and always talking some basketball. Y'all know what it is. Hit your boys on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Hit us on Facebook at The Bunt. And definitely send in them questions to TheBuntLive at gmail.com. <laughs> and most importantly, slide over to the podcast app on your iPhone. Hit that subscription to The Bunt. You know, maybe hit us with a five-star ting. You know, we some five-star generals over here at The Bunt, so it only makes sense. You get me? What can we say about Stefan that hasn't been said? You know what I'm saying? The man's a straight legend in the game. Arguably the best switch flip of all time. Nolly frontside flip. Nolly 180 switch front nose grinds. 
the list goes on. He's got his signature bag of moves and ain't no one doing it better. Pro for Habitat Skateboards, Venture Trucks, Nike SB, probably one of the most recognizable pro shoes in skateboarding history. Stefan's had a laundry list of skate parts that we all watch on repeat. We're just happy he took some time out of his busy schedule to sit down with us at Studio E. Let's get into it. up how are you guys we're good we're good so uh first question we always ask is your favorite skateboard moment and your favorite sports moment right now off the top of my head just uh when i started uh traveling overseas that was fun it was a good moment where was the first trip first trip i ever went out of the country was to portugal and it was with shani Janquinin and billy rohan and scott pazelt do you guys know who those guys are yeah interesting crew <laughs> And that was the first time I ever went uh, yeah, out of the country for skateboarding. That was, that was cool. But that was just kind of like how it all started, you know, and then it was like Japan and Spain and all that. So it was really, you know, became really fun. As far as sports goes, let's see here. I met uh, Paul George and Rudy Gay. What? And Amari Sotomayor and those guys uh, in China once. That was really cool. And actually, here's a good uh, sports moment that I was involved in. Uh, Paul George and Kevin Durant um, actually assisted. Uh, they were like, hey, try to dunk. You know, I'm like, what? And then so I went and tried to dunk the ball, and then they uh, threw me into the air. And so then I was all of a sudden, you know, above a hoop, and then I dunked. Wow. That was really fun. That's a hell of a story. And then, like, uh, Eric Costin was there, and he was like, what? Uh, do that again. I want to film it with my phone. So then they're like, I knew what they were doing this time. So then they did it again. I ran up, and then they threw me in the air because I think I weigh as much as, like, a skateboard to them, you know? That's insane. Those are two of the best guys in the league. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that was fun. I could die happy if that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, was it like a, it was a Nike festival of sport in China. Uh, all us skaters were out there, and then there was all these different sports from all over the world, basketball, tennis, and everything. And then, uh, yeah, the skaters and basketball players were hanging out a bunch. That's awesome. A lot of those guys uh, skate, you know, like Amari Stoudemire and... Uh, Paul George, too. Paul George, he can skate. Like, he got on a board and skated around the demo, like, went down all these bank ramps and stuff. Like, no. I, I think his managers got mad at him after that. Yeah, so. For sure. Get off that. He had thing. to stop. But. Did those guys know who you were? were they, did they know, like, your shoe or anything? Um, I think, yeah. They probably knew my shoe. This was a few years ago, so it wasn't, it was uh, just starting to get really um, popular, you know? That's crazy. Those dudes probably wear your shoes. You probably don't wear theirs. <laughs> yeah. Theirs are more specific than mine, you know? <laughs> theirs are, like, really made for uh, basketball. Teams. Yeah, they don't have the chillers. Yeah, not so relaxing. Not, not relaxing wear. So take us back to where you came up, and what was the story for you getting into skating? Um, well, I'm from uh, Vacaville, California which is a town in between uh, Sacramento and San Francisco, basically. I don't know. I just started skating because this friend of mine, Josh um, Jameson, he had a skateboard, and I had, like, a Toys R Us board, you know? And so, like, I'd go to his house, and we'd try to learn how to skate in, like, his garage. Or We, all, we lived out in the country, so there was, no, uh, there was no cement or sidewalks anywhere. So we'd find, like, little uh, asphalt pavings and just try to, like, learn how to skate. 
And then I finally uh, just was like, you know, had to convince my mom I needed a real board, not a Toys R Us. <laughs> and um, actually, my first skateboard was a blind uh, guy Mariano. Damn. Yeah, which is, I don't know if you, it was like this uh, little kid, he had shot another kid. Like they had been playing guns, and one kid had a fake gun, and one kid had a real gun, and the kid was dead. Jeez. It was ever slick. I'm surprised my mom let me get that one, actually. It was pretty <laughs> graphic. But I uh, got it at Sports Cove in Vacaville. It's like this snowboard shop that they had some boards. And then, um, yeah, just, I think I was 12. And um, that was definitely the first thing that I'd found that I was really, uh, you know, I was really psyched on. I got, I got really into it. So that was it. I think from uh, the first guy around the board, that was like, you know, it was just, that was my thing that I loved to do, you know. And then I left Vacaville, went to Sacramento. Um, decided to, you know, hung out Beeble and those guys and was like, hey, you know, I'm going to uh, do this, you know, only <laughs> like them. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. So uh, how did you first end up getting hooked up and uh, sponsored for skating? Um, well, the first sponsor, which I'm still sponsored by, was uh, Venture Trucks. And this guy, uh, Justin Williams, he just came up to me. We were at like this, like... You know, like um, in the in the street, some shop had like an in the street day going on. They had some boxes and ramps set up, and we were all just skating out there in uh, Davis. And Justin Williams came up, and he uh, was like, "Hey, man, you want some some trucks? You know, some ventures?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course! Like, like free trucks? Yeah." And then they were um, all affiliated with Think Think and Venture through the same place. So I started getting Think boards, and so I was like on flow for Think, you know. And then I started, that's when was my first uh, trips were with Think, uh, like around California with like Colt Cannon and Jesse Payas and Dandra Hobel and, you know, uh, The Butcher, uh, Poncho and all these guys. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. We'd go to San Jose and like go to LA. Um, Wade Spare. It was fun. Pat Duffy. Yeah. Pat Duffy got on. I was on, I met Pat Duffy at Think for the first time. And it was like when he had his blonde, like spiked haircut face. Yeah. I was like, whoa, you know. Now I'm friends with him, so it's weird. But back then, I was like, whoa, Pat Duffy. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, I think that was definitely a fun time. I was I think I was 19 years old. Um, getting free boards. That's all you need. Yeah, that was at the time. That is really all you need. There's no shortage of Janowski parts out there. You've been one of the most productive pros of all time. Thanks. Uh, looking back, which part are you most proud of now? Oh, I like um, inhabitants of a world in decline. Well, I mean, that's like the, because I don't think a part could ever be finished because you can just keep filming forever. It's like, because you never feel, or at least for me, I never feel done. Yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, I'm done with that one. Like, <laughs> ah, like <laughs> It's always like, how much time do we have left? No, I got more to do, you know? Um, so uh, that one felt the most like fi like finished, I guess. But I also really liked um, the Transworld video subtleties, but I also just liked filming it a lot. It was like me and Jason Hernandez and Beeble and Kyle and Pat Duffy and um, Wenning, and we were all just like really close. Richard, like we were all just really close friends just traveling around, like making a video, which was really like, it was a fun uh, video to make, you know? It's cool to like be with, um, like your friends that aren't like, cause it's fun to always be with the people you ride for the same company with, but it's also fun to go on those trips with your, with your other friends, but you don't see them in that 
way. Like maybe you only see them at home or something. So it's fun to like go on trips with your friends from different sponsorships. <laughs> they used to do that a lot more, you know? Video parts are, are fun. I like, uh, I like when there's a video like project, you know? It's weird, like lately is the first time in my life when there hasn't been one at certain points. It's like, whoa. Because it's more of like, you know, online content. So you go on a trip, it goes online. Or you go here, it goes there. So it's more of like, which I think is cool too, because, you know, kids just want to see it. You don't necessarily have to turn everything into a huge production. You know, if you go, a bunch of guys go to Spain, just here, everyone went to Spain, you know? And it's like, cool. I like those kind of videos, so. Recap. Yeah, this is what happened. Like, these guys, they went here. <laughs> these guys landed this, you know? These guys fell. <laughs> <laughs> But, a, you know, but a full-length video is always good, too. You know, that's fun, and, like, that's, like, the whole point. Or, like, not the whole point, but that was, like, the whole project everyone was working for usually was, like, the the video. We got one more year left, you know? Like, but really, that's, like, rare nowadays, you know? Mm, you don't see too many full-length anymore. Uh, yeah, we're working on an um, internet-length one right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, like? Eight to 15 minutes? I guess you can make them as long as you want on the internet, you know? Yeah. If you compiled every skater's songs from all their parts and turned them into individual playlists, the Janelski soundtrack would be one of the best for sure. Did you choose your songs over the years, or were you lucky being paired with a lot of great music? Thank you. And <laughs> I chose some of them, and I didn't. And then also the video uh, makers. So, like, Habitat videos... Joe Kostrusi, he really uh, is in charge of everything. Of course, he like you know gets everyone's opinions. He's like, this is what I'm thinking about for this. But his videos are really like projects for his like artwork too. So he really makes it all into one video. So he's always, and I'm always like to him. I'm never like, hey, what are you doing? Because I trust whatever he's doing. So um, as far as that goes, the songs are usually chosen by him. For some other ones, I chose the song. Jason chose the Modest Mouse song in Transworld, but I. At the time, I was like, uh, but now I really like it, like that I skated to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was one of my favorite pairings with your skating. So good. Yeah, at the time, it was like, I don't know. I, I didn't like it because I think I like liked Modest Mouse too much at the time or something. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, that, I don't know. That's weird. To It's like almost like you can't listen to that song again or something. But now I can because I'm over all that. But. Yeah, I chose that one. I didn't chose that one. Jason chose that one. I chose Nirvana in the uh, Expedition video. Oh, yes. Uh, that, that was my choice. And uh, I chose Cap uh, Captain Beefheart in the Nike video, uh, which Jason was like, oh, my God. He's like, I don't know how to edit this weird shit, you know, like, <laughs> but he did a really good job. I was like, just do it anyway. I was like, you know what to do. <laughs> the Expedition track is classic. Yeah. We used to always get our friend to sing it for us because yeah. it was such like our friend Noah T used to be like gangster Noah T but he like loved that song and so it was be wearing like five XLTs singing your song <laughs> that's funny that was really fun too at the time we didn't really know that like that was the last video I ever was in that you had to you didn't have to care about the music like we just picked whatever we wanted we're like oh music like we like this mm -hmm. and then like yeah just put it in there now it's such a uh legal issue you know for everyone yeah so it's different it kind of sucks in that way because like you're saying like skateboard videos they've always had like they've always uh introduced music to people who wouldn't have heard that type of music before that and then they ended up liking it you know because like they're you know like i've definitely uh like learned about bands and 
and rap groups from old skate videos, you know. But now it's like the legality makes it tough because you have to like use like independent or yeah. you know pay a lot of money or like maybe only the guy with like the best part gets like the, the good song <laughs> or something you know like yeah <laughs> a lot of instrumentals yeah yeah a lot of instrumentals oh yeah tons yeah but people just have to make it work so it's just like it's kind of like the videographers have to get more creative you know and just make it work yeah got a random skate nerd question for you in your subtleties part always wondered you do a line think it's a nollie 180 switch crook and then switch flip back nose grind yeah did they add a skate grind noise to that clip i don't think so what in subtleties yeah i i know you're talking about it was it was at the pool ledges in davis dario i don't remember your last name dario he, he filmed that and no we didn't put the grind in oh because you think it was a nose manual <laughs> yeah <it was> <laughs> No, you know what's funny though, is that was like one of those times like I was just doing switch flip crooks and then that one was just all on top, all crazy, but I was just like, oh, fuck it, you know, <laughs> I, la I landed it. <laughs> alright, alright. So yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, like a backside nose grind, it was more of like a just stab and, and cross your fingers, but it did grind. <laughs> we call those snow plows. But there has been, there has been grind noises in, you're right, that's not a, a myth. Not me, but I just in the in, in the world. Not in my not my grinds. Listen, my grind noises are always real. Okay. Uh, I asked my homie Devin to put in a grind noise once because we got kicked out, and it was a spot in Miami, and we weren't gonna go back. I was like trying to get a line so bad. I was like, Yo, come on, man, just throw a little grind noise in there. He's like, No. He refused, and I thank him for refusing. I was just desperate at the time. Oh, because it was a manual? Yeah, it went right on top. Oh, yeah. All right, so there was this old video, uh, this old 4-in-1 video, where Scott Johnson, he did this crazy grind at the Brown Marble Banks where it was like this really salad-y salad grind where he was almost parallel. It looked like he was siding on his wheels only. Yeah. And, and uh, I always thought he did that. I thought he ollied up. And instead of like a back tail or a back lip, he was sliding on his wheels and doing a wheel slide. So I was like, no, you know, that's what he's doing. He's he's like not blunt sliding. He's like hover. He's doing a hover slide, you know. So I was like, I started trying to do him and I was telling people like, no, he's like, what the fuck is that shit? And I'm like, no, I got it from I got it from Scott Johnson, you know, like he and he's like, he grinded. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He hovered. And he's like. And this was like, he was already on Girl, so he calls Scott Johnson. He's like, hey, you know, when you were uh, on 4-1, did you grind or did you hover? And he's like, I grinded. And I, and I was wrong. He grinded. But I, but so instead, I kind of invented a little bit of a trick, a hovering slide. Yeah, mosaic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's the history of the, uh, the, I don't even know, what do you call that? What is the name of that? The hover grind? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That was just like a phase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are tight. You did two in that part, right? Well, one was kind of like yeah. fun blending. Like yeah. One the was kind of blunt slide-ish, yeah. And then we'll see, then uh, Daryl uh, Stanton came out with the first thing he, I ever saw of him. He ollied over front, blunted down. Clipper. Hub, or Clipper, and yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, that was crazy. Shout out to our homie Ben Davis. He does like those... Uh, <laughs> 
For his pants? It's the front bend. He does like the trick you do, but by accident. And he's trying front blunt, but like he couldn't like lock it. So it would just like front wheel hover. Like hover. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I know. Yeah. See, you can just say that's a trick. Just say whatever. <laughs> It, it was cool. What, it was cool when you did it on purpose, not yeah. when our friend Ben did it because he couldn't get into a front blunt properly. Yeah, he's calling them front blunts. <laughs> That's funny. So you're the original Nolly frontside flip god. Who would you choose to pass the torch to in today's youth crop? Nolly frontside flip god. Mm. <laughs> High praise. Um, Wow, I don't know who's good at them nowadays. I, I like. I just. Uh, That's always been a good trick. I still like the way um, Mike Carroll does them. You know, you know who can do them good? Uh, Rodrigo TX. Oh, yeah, for sure. He can does them crazy. He can, like, do them over high stuff, you know what I mean? Lucas has a good one. I remember when I learned them, and then Morgan snaked me and always learns tricks after me. Oh, what? Uh, when, when we were doing them and we did a nice one, we'd always be like, Janowski. <laughs> for right. sure. But, hey, that's nice. Thanks, guys. That was the goal. Yeah, it's like you just try to get in that like one motion thing, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Fold. Are you uh, trying to get him to choose yours? No, well, he's never seen me skate. <laughs> You've never seen the ghost skate? Longtime teammates. Uh, maybe. Maybe on, on the internet. We're longtime teammates. I was on Nike before you, but, you know, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> I've been to Toronto a bunch of times. Have I ever met you guys there? Uh, no, I don't think we met in person. I saw you skate, though. I'm homies with some Toronto guys. Ryan Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Appleyard, right? Those are Toronto guys. Yeah, Absolutely. we just had Appleyard on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, I love Appleyard. He's great. He's like, <laughs> Ryan Allen's like my skateboard uncle, yo. Oh, really? He shot my first photo cool. ever, yeah. Yeah, I went on a lot of trips with Ryan because Analog, that was really fun. He's a good photographer. Really good. The best, really but yeah, it's gonna love the, that. The uh, AYC demo saw you shredding around. Oh yeah, I yeah, I was there. <laughs> was I killing it? Um, <laughs> yes, good. Yes, I remember that. That's like the that was the big rail, big rail day. Yeah, the big blue rail. Nija and and everyone was killing those the big rails, right? Is that in Toronto? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I saw you front nose uh, the little double set rail. You were just cruising, doing your thing. Double set rail. Sounds like something I would do. Well, it's like t- it's <laughs> tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> so, did we get a pick for your favorite Nolly frontside flip? Oh, um, um, Javier Sabramento. I don't know. Rodrigo is pretty good at him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those are all like older guys, though. It's yeah. more like who are you passing the torch to? Um, I don't know. I guess none of the, none of the kids are there yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No one's deserving. <laughs> Real he gets talk. to keep the crown. I'm just joking. Yeah, right. The kids can do this shit over picnic tables now. I mean, I'm just trying to think of who. Oh, the... Diego Najera. Oh, true. Oh man, there it is. Yeah, Jesus. he did it over a picnic table. That was savage. That's crazy, right? That's got to be one of the hardest ones ever. Yeah. So take us behind the scenes on creating arguably the most popular skate shoe of all time. Uh, well, no, really, it was just um, they gave me the chance. They were like, "Hey, you know, you're going to be the." next guy with a shoe and so i uh just really tried to make the shoe that i always wanted to skate in and just really uh you know i was really adamant about all the things i wanted and specific and and made sure it uh came out exactly the way i liked it 
And then, yeah, now everyone else seems to really like it too, which is cool for me. <laughs> Definitely. I remember when your shoe came out, they're way comfier now. I couldn't, I could barely even get them on my feet. They were because they were narrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really narrow. stiff too, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe, uh, well, because I've got really uh, narrow feet, so that's one of the reasons. But I hear that a lot from people. I think that the new Hyperfeel is more probably your type of shoe because they're like a little wider and uh, softer. The Lunar Lawn was kind of like that, but it was like a little too squishy. Mm-hmm. But the Hyperfeel is, is really good for people, I think, with wider feet. I mean, I've got really uh, narrow feet, so I like the shoes really slender. Works for me, yeah. They're very. Uh, made to my specifications so if your feet are wide they're not yeah they're not the best i've heard a lot about that oh uh, well that, that was just like the first three there was like the black and white ones i think like beige yeah and different materials will have different fits right like uh some will be tighter than others you know yeah now no nowadays it's all gravy especially with the oh cool the um <laughs> janowski maxes Woo, woo that's your comfy one you wear that one all the time yeah, that's I, the chiller. Those are comfy. Yeah, I can't yeah, skate those. Are comfy. I only skate blazer highs because I got bad ankles. But yeah, better believe I got Janowski chillers for days. Do people skate the Air Max ones? I think that's just solely for a chiller, anyways. Yeah, uh, people do, but yeah, it's not. It means meant for just chilling. But that's the, that's the Paul George I mean, people, chiller. <laughs> that kid, uh, the kid Max Gironi, um oh. he skates handrails on them and shit like that. Like. I don't know. Some people skate them. Like Eunice, he can skate them and stuff like that. That guy is the best, Max uh, Gironzi. He's good. Yeah, oh, he's man. really good. Every time you see a Instagram clip of him, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, and Eunice, too. I really, Eunice is really good. He's got a good nollie front side flip. There were plenty of rumors you sold your name to Nike in order to receive a large lump sum of money instead of being paid royalties. Is there any truth to that? No. <laughs> There's no truth to that. That's not even, I don't even think that's a, that's something that uh, can be done. But um, no, I don't know where that, that rumor came from. I really don't know. That, you know what? I haven't heard that in a while. So I think it's kind of dying down. I think it just comes from the fact that like, You've sold so many shoes, it would make sense for Nike to try and do something to not still pay you royalties on everything. Yeah, to just get me out of the way. Exactly. But that's not true. <laughs> the royalties are still coming in. Uh, yeah. Um, royalties are coming in. Um, you know, and Nike, is, uh, they're, they're nice. They like me. They're going to have me up, you know, for a colorway meeting in this month. Jeez, <laughs> endless colorways. They don't want to get rid of me. They they like it. They like me. I'd like to keep you around too if if you brought that shoe to the table. <laughs> yeah, it's you know no one was expecting it. That's for sure. It was a surprise to Nike and and me both. So pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy. So you know Paul has like a a different shoe every year, pretty much. Yeah. And then your shoe just keeps getting made in new colorways. <laughs> Is there going to yeah. ever be a Janowski tour? Or is it just going to do the maxes count as a no. tour? Or how does that work? No. I mean, there's going to be things like that, like the max, like different um, versions of the original um, silhouette. But there's not going to be, I don't think, or as far as right now, we're not talking about making a number two. I guess there's no reason to go away from it That's if it's still like the number one shoe. There's like a slip-on and the Velcro and the Air Max and Air Max mid-top. And the and then the hyperfeel, 
and then they have like all of the the premiums and all that stuff so they have like a lot of different versions already without even having to change it which is pretty cool yeah no um, that's awesome i got the uh the all white slip-ons <laughs> chilling here man it's like my favorite shoe i can't wear them now because it's winter and it's snowing but yeah i like the slip-ons so that's my favorite right now too yeah you skate those yeah, but Velcros are my favorite to skate, but the slip-ons are number two. Nice. I, think. Yeah. I always wished I could skate your shoes just because they look dope, but my feet are too weak. I can't handle it. They do it. look really sick. That's the whole point. It's a um, function over protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somehow Shane O'Neill like, jumps down 15 stairs in them. I'm just like, what the hell? Well, because he doesn't mess up. It's the thing that hurts is when you mess up, you know, and your board hits your feet. <laughs> yeah. Or you, uh, or you don't land the trick, and then you know, then it's your the ground and your thin sole. But if you don't mess up, it doesn't hurt at all. So the shoes are meant <laughs> for the guys who ain't fucking up. Man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I, not me. So I, I can't be having those either. I need like the original P Rod twos. They were like tanks <laughs> to jump down more than two stairs. These Concrete days. block. <laughs> yeah, I just I just have bloody shins and sore feet, but I just yeah, I can land tricks more with the thinner shoes than if I had more padding you know like I'd save my feet but in the end it would equal out because I'd be messing up more anyway so right less board feel so I'm just uh, I just accept it there's no way there's no way to be pain-free skating so I just get <laughs> shinners and cry for you know the 10 15 seconds it hurts and then go back out there. <laughs> yeah I have a question when you have a shoe are you supposed to only wear your own shoe or can you wear any Nikes you want? I don't think there's any rules about that. I think I can wear any Nike I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mostly wear my shoe. I'm sure if they were having like a event or something and then I showed up in costumes, they'd probably be like, you're a weirdo. But, <laughs> you know, no, there's no, I don't think there's rules like that. It's just more like you have to wear Nikes, I think, you know. I always, I honestly barely ever don't wear my shoe. So it's, I don't think they have to worry about that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering in anticipation of uh, when I get my own shoe. I mean, the oh. phone hasn't rang yet, but, you know. Hey, but that's a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that phone call, Nike. God damn. That's, yeah, it's okay to wait, but make sure you're, uh, you gotta be, uh, show some advancement you're on yourself, too. <laughs> hey, man. Jeez. I've, I've been doing my thing for 10 years for Nike. They ain't called me once, but, you know, never give up the dream, right? Ten years. You need some sort of, like, achievement award. Or at least a box. We can get you a box of shoes, that's for sure. Yeah, he needs a box. That's the last thing he needs. No, I, He's actually sponsored by Nike. No, no, I've been riding for Nike for ten years. Oh. Did I sell my shoe out there? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just a number on a spreadsheet, sadly. Oh man! Hoping they accidentally give me a shoe somehow. It's a big company. Don't let it get you down. It's a big company. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. It's not personal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got mad love for Nike, man. <laughs> I'd hope so. Ten years holding me down for ten years. I've been on for over ten years too. So when you're not wearing your own shoe, what Nikes do you wear? I, I mean, I wore uh, some Eric's a few times, but I mostly just wear my shoe. Tell you the truth, our slippers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and actually, I even cut the backs off some of my shoes, so I wear my shoes as slippers. <laughs> Slide it in there. Yeah, it was. I've been hurt for a little bit. I I fucked up my uh, leg. I uh, fractured my femur and chipped some cartilage in my knee. Jesus. And so I've been uh, wearing slippers a lot. <laughs> Damn. How'd you do that? It's getting better. See, look, this is 
good move mobility. Uh, I did it skating. Damn. No, it just uh, I was in Barcelona and just went off a bump wrong. Like you know, I was kind of flying through the air in a uh, out of control, and I, when I landed on my one leg, it was just the wrong landing. And um, yeah, I was just limping around for a while, and then so I, you know, like I went to the doctor and got an MRI and all that because I was afraid it was like the knee, the meniscus, or mm-hmm. all the problems people normally have. But it turned out to be uh, hey, shut up. <laughs> Uh, sorry, my dog's going to give me some more wine. <laughs> so yeah, chips and cartilage, bruise my femur. It's nothing. It's just annoying. It's like uh, I, I sprained all the muscles around it at the same time. So I'm just kind of it's just a slow healing process, but like nothing too crazy. It's just frustrating, you know. Like but I'm getting better. Just shit happens all the time, you know. You go skate, fall down. Yeah, that's good. Don't need <laughs> surgery or anything. Yeah, no surgery. Yeah, I was glad about that one. I was I, this time. I was like, "Oop, I might have done it." You know, like Ugh. maybe I'm gonna be one of the ones. You know, who uh, has to. You know, because uh, a lot of my friends have had multiple surgeries. So, uh, but yeah, it turned out it was just uh, I could have. I, I opted out of getting these PCP injections. Still an option, but I don't know if I'm gonna get them because I'm just healing on my own. So, did I say PCP injections? I think, I think so. so yeah. You meant PRP. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be... Uh... Let's just... Li- PCP, that's better. <laughs> I was going to do these PCP injections, you know, just... I think they're helping. I think they're helping. <laughs> Straight into the bloodstream. Yeah. That'll do the job. Yeah, my, my wife just walked in the room. She goes, PRP, you just said PCP. <laughs> I'm like, what? All right, don't be scared, but our friend Simon Disher, shout out Dishka, hit up Slap for a couple questions. Okay. Just to get things extra exciting and uh, crazy. Oh, Slap, the message board? Oh, shit. Those things are still going on, huh? Oh, yeah. Ice9 wants to know, did you start smoking crack before your Nike shoe or after? Huh, that's a tough question, Ice Nine. I'm glad to see that the uh, slap message boards are still full of intellectual, um, you know, clever, <laughs> clever, awesome people. Uh, actually, it was PCP, not crack. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Just found out. And I injected it into my knee. <laughs> that's for health reasons only. Uh, no, it was PRP plasma rich um, platelets. Okay, guys. So we have another question from Essel. He wants to know, how often do you wash your hair? And if so, what products do you use? Wow. Interesting questions. Well, <laughs> we picked the good ones. Um, I wash my hair um, when it's dirty, I guess. Not that often. Um, I like to put coconut oil in my hair sometimes just for that smoothness and, <laughs> and silkiness that it adds. The hair's looking good these days. It man. is. Nice and long. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I haven't got a haircut in a year or something. Guru Kalsa. Um, all right, what else? What other kind of funny questions these guys got? And then we got a question from Sold Out. What happened at the Habitat apartment in Barcelona uh, where Danny Renaud focused everyone's board? Was your board one of the ones that got focused? Tell us a little more about those epic times in Barce. I don't know if I was still there at that time. Uh, 
I was there, they, we had an apartment there for months and people were just coming in and out uh, on different trips. Like people would come in, other people would leave and I was there a few different times. Um, but I wasn't there for the final uh, destruction of the apartment. So I don't think my board was involved. I think a cheap guitar of mine might have got involved, but I left it there anyway. So whatever, I guess I didn't care about it. But yeah, they just, just, they just, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I think everyone just went destructo crazy and destroyed the apartment. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. <laughs> I did hear a story about him breaking. You know what? I think it was Fred, though. I thought Fred broke everyone's board. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm remembering a story of we woke up one morning and everyone's board was broken in the van. Like we walked, went out to the van to go skating and everyone's board was broken. Because Fred had focused everyone's board. But I don't remember about the Barcelona apartment focusing boards. But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it happened. A lot of worse stuff got focused than boards in that place. <laughs> <laughs> Habitat, you guys always seem like the, you know, goody two-shoes, squeaky clean, but I guess behind closed doors. Wow, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, Shh, really? I thought we were, yeah. It seemed pretty wild. Uh, Anytime Fred Gall's involved, I think it's going to be pretty wild. I don't know, Habitat's just so, like, earthy and, like... Our team nickname is the Psych Ward. I don't know. <laughs> That's nice that we come across, though. It's, I guess, our, um, it's our love of the earth. Everyone just assumes yeah, we're Yeah, nice. exactly. The and, environmental touch. And the videos, like, the edits, it's all very, you know... Peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Okay, so that's it for the slap questions. So you and Fred, the legend gal, go way back. Can we get a Freddy story that maybe we've never heard before? I went to a bar once in Texas, and there was a picture of him behind the bar, and it said, Fred Gall, asshole, not allowed in bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, shit, I know that guy. <laughs> Bobby DeKaiser told us he has a game, I forget what it's called, where you just throw like a beer bottle as high as you can in the sky and just wait to see if it falls on your head. There's a heads up or something. <laughs> that sounds like something he would do, but I don't know. That's just, I've never seen him do that. It's a little dangerous. <laughs> that game could end very uh, unfunny. <laughs> Bobby DeKaiser, is he from Toronto? Yeah. Good yeah. good friend of the show. Oh, really? Cool. I like him. <laughs> I've only met him a couple times, actually, but he's a good skater. He's part of the Psych Ward crew now. Yeah, I know. He seems like he fits in. He's like all artsy, shoots really cool pictures. Um, he's weird, and he can skate really well. Seems good. <laughs> Perfect. Might focus the whole team's boards. You never know. That doesn't matter. We're all we're sponsored by the Habitat, so they just have to give us more. <laughs> They're not going to be mad at that. The only one's mad at that is the TM. Yeah, only if you don't film it, because you got to film it so that the kids will think you're cool, right? Now we don't. We're, I don't know if we're, yeah, maybe Daryl, but I don't know if we're big focusers over at Habitat, really. Just for fun, just stuff like that, just to piss everyone off in the morning if they really want to skate really bad. We might focus their board, but like never because we're actually angry at skating. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with uh, AYC these days? Are you still involved over there? No, I'm not on AYC anymore, but that was fun. That was great. Steve Williams is a great guy. And Jesse Fritch. But I, don't know if, I don't think Jesse Fritch works there anymore, but he was... Uh, do you guys remember Jesse Fritch, Hurt Skater? No. He rode for Zoo York. But he was uh, he was helping at AYC. But uh, yeah, no, I don't ride for them anymore. But that was awesome. That was fun going on trips with Stevie and Riley and Biggie and um, Nyjah and Blake Carpenter and all those guys. It was great. 
came out super hot with a huge uh, mega team, basically. How come you decided to leave? Just because, you know, I, I don't know. Because I just wasn't really, like, in the same uh, mood as everyone else as far as, like, starting a new brand and all the, like, responsibilities and everything that came along with it, I think. And so it was, like, more of, like, doing a lot of uh, in-person shop shows up and different things like that. And I was just more kind of focused on a different direction at the time. So I was just kind of like, uh, you know, thanks. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, I don't know, just didn't really work out, I guess. We were just a little different. So you said earlier you didn't really have a, a video project in the works, but are you gonna add another oh, one? No, to right the- now I right now I do. We're working on a um internet habitat internet video. Oh, okay, sick. But I am working not very hard on it because my leg doesn't work, so right. uh, but I will be wor- working very hard on it soon, probably in the next month or something like that, I think. Awesome. But Habitat, yeah, it's going to be on uh, internet, on Thrasher Magazine site, where it's the only place to play, play videos, I guess, <laughs> on the internet. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a Thrasher video, Habitat. I think Bobby DeKaiser and everyone will have like a lot of good stuff. I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, have some stuff in it, too. As long as my, I, you know, I got a couple of tricks already, but, and, you know, it's not until, like, next December, so I'm, I got plenty of time. Got some time. What's next for Stefan Janowski? I'm uh, I'm gonna have an art show pretty soon this year, and um, I wanted to I want to be on skate video part come out art show and a website I'm working on getting my website going. Nice. Um, some stuff like that. Just uh, just everything you know, skating and art and nothing specific. I don't have any dates for the art show or anything yet. I just know it's eventually gonna happen, but I don't know exactly when. 2017 goals. Which city? 2017, exactly. In New York City, it will be the first. Do we get the invite? Does the bun get the <laughs> yeah, invite? Yeah, you guys are invited. Come, uh, come out. Hopefully, it'll be in the, the nice weather time. I'm, you know, I just gotta got so much other shit to do. do. I'm, I'm good at making the art, you know, and then I need uh, other people to help me with all the planning and all that other stuff, you know. So I got the art covered. So the organization, my wife helps me a lot and um, different people. So you guys are invited for sure. Nice. If it's in the oh, summer, yeah. we're down. Our uh, our best friend just moved down there. So it'll be hyped for us to visit. Yeah. I, well, that'd be mean to have it in the winter and invite people <laughs> in New York City. So yeah, yeah. it's basically, that's kind of what it's been happening is like, uh, oh, I'm going to have an art show. And then it's like, ooh, got too cold. All right. Not till next year. You know, so <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> But all you know, all most of the stuff I made is in New York from when I was living out there. So um, that's where it's got to have the first show because it's a bunch of heavy metal uh, sculptures. So um, yes. yeah, so the first show will be in New York, and you guys are invited. All of Canada is invited. We're looking forward to, everyone. to it. It's dope. Well, art show, video part, 2017 sounds like it's gonna be popping. Yeah. Well, speaking of popping, you know what time it is? It's time for that rapid fire, baby. <laughs> Okay. Gonna break out the pellet gun or what? Yeah, is that sound effects are gonna go then or what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Favorite skater, Mike Carroll. Favorite video, Mouse. Sight unseen. I like sight unseen. Cardiel and Heath Kershart, same video. Pfft, that was good. Favorite video. Ooh, part. Heath Kershart too. He's my favorite skater too. <laughs> 
right, what is it? Favorite video part? Yeah. Heath Kershaw, side unseen. Favorite style? I like uh, Kyle Leeper. Ooh, yeah, that's my favorite style. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Whoa, that's really hard. Um, but I guess it's Shane O'Neill off the top. I mean, Ashad. Cool. Those are my top two right there. The Diego Najar guys, and he's crazy. Oh, and Carlos, too. Yeah. Yeah. Diego and Carlos. Yeah, that's too tough, right? Everyone's too good. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Bobby DeKaiser is pretty crazy, too, right now. I mean, favorite trick? I like um, backside tail slides. I like frontside flips as far as flip tricks go. Hardest trick for you? Varial heel flip. <laughs> and flipping out is hard. Oh. <laughs> Am I even allowed to say that nowadays? Or like, what? What do you say? <laughs> I think it's hard. <laughs> Most illegal trick. People can do good tricks and look shitty. People can do shitty tricks and look good. I don't know. You know, just can't really tell anyone you can't do something. That's true. But there are some combos out there that shouldn't be done by anyone. Yeah. Good old crook back lips. <laughs> crook back lips. Uh, that's, I mean, that's like people nolly flip into that nowadays or something. You know what I mean? Or go back to feeble after, I don't know. <laughs> I saw Shane do a nolly flip, crooked grind, nolly flip, backboard slide. Yeah. All in one at the flat bar. And he just did it for fun. He was just like, ah, I just wanted to do it just like to do it, mate. You know? I was like, whoa, that was crazy. That's too much. But, like, you know, yeah, he was just having fun. He just, he's that good, so he wants to see if he can do it. But I see what you're saying. It's like if someone's seriously filming a trick and they're like, all right, this is out there for the world to see and, you know, their opinion of, it's like, yeah, like, I don't know, pressure flips are pretty fucking (laughs) surprising, I guess. (laughs) Surprising choice, surprising choice. I don't know, that's... Eric Ellington had like a whole ad. And but like, then see what I'm saying there. That one then was actually like I just, good. I was you like, just how did he prove me right? Like when I first, my first answer was right because everyone can prove you wrong. Eric Ellington, he did a good pressure film. Then you're like, oh, fuck. Well, he did it good. But then, then, but that's the problem, you know, and other people are like, oh, I'll do it too. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's true. You just proved it right. There is no such thing as an illegal move because someone can do it and make it look cool probably. Biggest skate battle for a trick. Well, I remember me and Brand, me and Beeble used to go to Davis all the time and try. I was trying to switch up crooks and he was trying nollie flip crooks. But we were trying it on the seven stair rail together and we would like try it a few different times together, but neither one of us landed it. And then one day he landed it and I was like, fuck, and I didn't land it. And then it was like my rail partner wasn't there anymore. So uh, I switched to the eight stair rail because I liked that one better. So I landed it on that, but whatever. Uh, it was. It wasn't as fun as after Brandon landed his first. It was like, oh, man. I feel you. Because then it was like I had to go back to Davis the next day, like, but he wasn't even as psyched anymore because he was like, yeah, I did it. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I got to go try it again. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. That front board Cardiel did in, in downtown Sacramento, I think it was in his skater of the year part, but he put all this wood down over this grass, and then he front boarded this ginormous, gigantic square rail. That was really gnarly. I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff. It's hard. These are hard questions off the top of the head because it's like when I tell my wife stuff, it's like everyone's the best and everything is the (laughs) most gnarliest thing I've ever seen. So she's like, oh, he's like, you you say everyone's the best. You know, you say everyone (laughs) did the gnarliest thing because it's like, it's whatever you just saw. You're like, oh my God, I just saw this kid. He's the fucking gnarliest, best skater in the world. (laughs) You know, and it's like every day that can happen, you know, like, so it's hard. (laughs) 
But Cardiel, he was fucking gnarly. Maybe Paul Macnow. I saw Paul Macnow skate some 20-star handrails once. That was fucking gnarly. That's just an average session for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was there when he did the line from the 18-star handrail. He lip-slid it, made the corner, kick-flipped on flat ground, and then nose-slid a six-flat-six double-set hubble edge. And he had to <laughs> lip-slide the 18-stair rail like over and over again because he kept messing up on the rest of the line. But you know the rail, Alfonso Rawls' nose-slid? Like Jamie yeah, Thomas yeah, yeah. had like a skateboard with just the stairs and the rail or his whole graphic at the bottom of the board like lip-sliding it, I think. Wow. I, I don't remember that clip. I know the rail, like Nigel backsmithed it, Jamie Thomas Smith grinded really? it. Really? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, if it's the one Alfonso Rawls no-slid, like uh, yeah. Chris, Chris Dobstaff did uh, Blunt Slide, I think. Ryan Smith crooked grinded it. Oh, that one? Fuck, that's gnarly. Imagine fucking up on that kickflip in that line. Jesus. Yeah, that's what he did. He messed up on the kickflip a couple times <laughs> in the flat ground. Had to go do the eight ten star lip slot again. <laughs> Jesus, That's the worst thing ever. You had a line kind of like that, not as gnarly as Macno, but in a expedition video, you three flip a big set and then you nolly back five zero a ledge. Must, must, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever fall on <laughs> like opposite line? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the finale first, and then like, yeah. <laughs> you do the ledge. Huh? Did, did you fall on the nolly back five zero? <laughs> Yeah, that, oh, I'm pretty sure that's why it was a Nelly back 5-0. I think I kept messing up on all the ledge tricks. I'm like, fuck, you just land something. <laughs> <laughs> that was like another night, like, Beeble did some line there real easy. I think he, like, nollied back, healed the stairs, and then turned around, no- nose man, and nollie flipped out. But, like, he did the nose man on nollie flip first try because he can do that all the time. And then so I was, like, stuck jumping down the stairs all night, like, <laughs> trying to put a line together, like, oh, what? just do the easiest trick you can think of. <laughs> Get behind-the-scenes nugget. What's the one trick that got away? None yet, because, you know, I'm still able. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in sight. I'm still active. I mean, it's kind of funny, like, if you end up at a spot, like, at, in another country, that and trying the same trick that you tried, like, years before, but it's happened, but it's like kind of funny. You're like, am I better now or worse? <laughs> Favorite local brand? Doomsayers. Favorite local skater? Brandon Beeble. <laughs> <laughs> Bomar's there, Omar's. Ryan Gallant and Kyle Leeper are her, like my favorite two uh, local skaters to follow on Instagram right now. Favorite teammate ever? Brian Anderson. I like Brian Anderson as a teammate. And, uh, he was basically one of my first teammates just because of, like, Xavier, you know? All the real trips I started going on was because of Xavier, you know? Like, Tim O'Connor, he was a good teammate. Worst company? Monsanto. Nice. Spencer Hamilton styles. Worst trend? It's all trends. Worst style? Fucking trendy people. <laughs> <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? Oh, uh, I guess, like, concerned citizen. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Gotta love the concerned citizen. All right, that's going to wrap up the interview. Thank you so much for giving us uh, some of your time, my man. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Stefan. Now that we're boys, you can help me cook up the Benson One for Nike. Coming soon to a store near you. Yidiki?
All right, y'all. After the interview, y'all know it's time to get into the post office. Brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, we continue in our talk about the Skate Legends collection from Stan Socks. This week, we got Dogtown Legend Jay Adams. Jay Adams Sock is super fly. Make sure you go peep that. Original member of the Z-Boys, Jay Adams was known as the original seed of skateboarding and considered one of the most influential skateboarders of all time. His explosive energy and low, bold, surf-like moves characterized the style of the Z-Boys and contrasted with the traditional style. Jay Adams has a three-sock collection, including the J, the Venice Skate, and the 100% Skate. You know, me and Seva always looked up to the Z-Boys, as you can tell by the type of skating we do. So you know these socks are going to fit perfect in our collection. As always, you know the, the socks come with athletic ribbing, Terry Loop in the forefoot, heel and toe for medium cushion, reinforced heel and toe, and seamless toe closure. Stance socks, the only way. Make sure to head down to your local skate shop, check out the Stance Socks collections, and definitely pick up some of the Jay Adams tings. You feel me? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from David Tung. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. What's up, guys? I'm really enjoying your podcast. Love the skate content. Corey Shepard is probably the funniest I ever heard. Agreed. Make sure you listen to that Corey episode, my favorite as well. Hope you can have him back again. Me too. (laughs) Not usually into sports, but I find myself listening to everyone. You guys remind me of my old college roommates. who used to talk mad smack to each other about sports. They were hilarious. I eventually got into basketball for a few years because of them. Keep it up. P.S. I know Donald's got to be fucking ecstatic about the Patriots' comeback of the century. Let's go! Well, there's actually no question in there, but... We could talk about the Patriots. Shouts to David. Thanks for listening, brother. Yeah, man. That was the best football game I've ever seen in my life. Next up, we got an email coming in from Johan. Yo, just wanted to ask if I can find the tunes that you guys use in the pod somewhere. Sick beats. Thanks for the best pod and skateboarding. Going to practice my switch trays now. Love from Sweden. Our main man, Ants One. He's a rapper. He actually just released a new single. So we're going to post that up on the Bunt page. He's the one who makes all our beats. And uh, he just came out of rap retirement. So he's rapping over his own beat, killing it. But, uh... Koo Creative, that's K-W-U Creative. That's his his company, and if you hit him up, he's got all them beats and so many more that you guys haven't even heard. Next level. Big things. And yet, shouts Johan from Sweden. We love our international listeners, and we especially love our international emails. They warm our hearts, you spell me? Next up, we got an email from Evan Monk. Yo, just wanted to say it'd be sick if you guys got some of that good Bobby DeKaiser on the show. He's gained a lot of popularity, but we don't know enough about him. We see those photos on Insta, and I know he did that West 49 shit ages ago. But what's up with Bobby? I think that'd be tight. <laughs> you know what, Evan? This just this disappoints me, man. If you, if you just go into your podcast app on your iPhone, subscribe to The Bunt. We got Bobby DeKaiser waiting for you, man. It's already done, bro. Like, you could have already listened. Yeah, I don't know when you started tuning in, but <laughs> goddamn, bro. We started out just on SoundCloud exclusively. Bobby was uh, nice enough to bless us in our first season. But then we remastered that episode, put, like, our own music in it, and uh, put it back out on iTunes. So it's in your archive. Just If you're listening on iTunes, just click on my podcasts. 
and then click feed and then just scroll to the bottom it's episode one season one and on our soundcloud it's like episode four season one or something the good but homie yeah, great episode i already did bobby's one of my favorites on the board and it was also one of my favorite interviews we've done because he brought that realness hey <laughs> get to know bobby yeah you got a nice treat ahead of you man all right next up we got an email from calvin c yo boys greetings from guelph i don't think i ever asked a proper question on this show but you know i i tuned in since day one yeah sometimes we get emails we try and answer every single email we get ever there's maybe like one that we didn't answer because it was too intense we don't read the emails if you forget to ask an actual question we love them all though every one of them keep sending every one but we air the ones with the questions so might as well just toss a little something at the end yeah like sometimes we get feedback or whatever or a recommendation for a guest but just throwing a little question in there eh? yeah anyways back to calvin ask me how long i can back tail or something (laughs) three inches (laughs) never address donald calling me out but you uh, only beat me by like four points in the playoffs and that's because you had the goat enough said um anyways i wanted to pick your guys brains on some non-skate topics people ask you for your pod recommendations and shit but i want to hear what was the best album to come out in 2016 I might side with Bowie just because it was his last one, but let's be honest, that shit was nowhere near his best. Peace and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, thanks for the love, Calvin. Honestly, this day and age, the best album is the is the newest one. Always, it's the one you're gonna listen to the most. But right now, I'm listening to the Culture by the Migos. It's gonna be hard to beat this one, you know. Probably a 2017 album, so I'm gonna have to pick one from last year. I'm gonna have to go with my dog Skepta, Kanichiwa. You know, some of the tracks that already come out, but it was good to get some new music from the big dog. Real talk. Uh, one album that I did bump heavily this whole summer, and I'm still listening to it now because I, I don't listen to new shit that much. My main man, Gigs, Landlord, yo. Mad Love, UK. That was a blessed album. I think he has the best voice in rap. So yeah, Gigs, Landlord, and definitely also loved Konichiwa, Skepta. All right, next up, we got a voice note from the homie Joel Scullard. Let's get it. Yo, what's live, Dusters? I got three questions for you. An NFL, an NBA, and a skate ting. First one is, where will Romo play next year? The second question is, could you ever see the Raptors picking up a guy like Boogie, or is he too much trouble? And the third one is the skate one, the best one. I've never seen Saifa do a real half-cap heel. I saw him fluke one out, but... Do you think that his photo will end up turning better or worse than that dude, Adam Kolovecchia? Keep doing what you're doing. Love it, boys. Peace. P.S. Cody's the Switch V-Flip king. All right. I guess I'll fire up the NFL question. Tony Romo, if it's up to Jerry Jones, Tony Romo is going to start for the Dallas Cowboys next year. And I honestly don't see that as being that far-fetched. Jerry Jones is actually that insane. But if he were to get moved, like if if he got released and someone picked him up, I mean, it's a big risk. Tony Romo got injured for the whole year on the first play of preseason. He broke his back. I wouldn't want my team spending any money, but I guess the Denver Broncos would be a good home for him. Shit. They got a good team. They need a QB. Denver Broncos or Houston Texans. I could see that. Get rid of Brock. Swallow that salary. Uh, as far as Boogie to the Raptors, We'd turn it up with him, but I don't think Masai is uh, loose enough to to acquire him before the trade deadline with no guarantees that he's going to re-sign. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't. he's so volatile. I think the only way he's going to have true success in his career if, is if he plays next to a legend. And I don't think 
Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan. Like, he sees those guys as his teammates, Olympic teammates and friends. So I don't think he would, like, respect them enough to, to actually smarten up. But if, let's say, he played with Tim Duncan before he retired or something like that, I think he'd be forced to, to smarten up. But, uh, yeah, boogie to the Raptors. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he'd mesh, uh, mesh well with Kyle and DeMar anyways. Yeah, dom- ball-dominant guards. I don't know. And you do need a big, though. Fuck. Let's get Paul Millsap. And, yo, the third part of your email, I mean voice note, yo, blood, you only seen me fluke out one half-cab heel. I'm going to cook up something real special for you and Adam. Stay tuned. Our Instagram, I'm going to cook something up. Just wait, <laughs> just wait on it, bro. You want to see a half-cab heel? I don't have the best one. But I sure as hell have a better one than Mr. Adam Kolovecchia. We're going to show you some half-cab heels. We gonna, oh, me and Donald are going to show you how the bunt half-cab heels. You feel me? Stay tuned at the bunt live and on Joel, Instagram. Yours would probably friggin' uh, resemble Adam's. <laughs> I, yeah, Joel, you want to talk half-cab heels, dog? <laughs> where's yours? I'm sure you could half-cab heel, but Adam Kolovecchia's half-cab heel looks like your nolly front heel. So keep your mouth shut, eh? <laughs> All right, next up, and our last voice note for the week is the good homie. What up, world? It's Evan Hay. Let's get into it. <laughs> Boom, what up, bitch? Evan Hay here, live from Blue Tile Lounge. Got a question for you guys at the bunt. So I'm wondering what pro skater do you guys think is most likely to keep on their fitted and or beanie whilst having sex? And rumor has it Morgan Smith keeps on his DC Mikey Taylors. <laughs> All right, boom, and I'm out. Holy shit, the vlog king himself coming with that fire. God damn. <laughs> That's uh, your teammate, dog. First off, Evan Hay, check him out on YouTube. He's got a vlog. It's pure fire. You get the full behind the scenes of the Toronto scene from like, well, not the whole scene, I guess our friends, but yeah, you get a you get a glimpse. You get a nice glimpse of the Toronto scene. Evan Hay, peep that on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Great question. And uh, your example is uh, something we also believe to be true about Morgan. (laughs) Beanie or fitted cap? I mean, I'm going to go with uh, Tory Pudwell. It's probably in his Red Bull contract that he has to keep that thing on. And it probably falls off while having sex just as much as it does in street league. (laughs) He's picking that thing up off the floor, throwing it back on, you know. I'm going with Tory Pudwell. Well, this one just came right to me. We just had the man on. Stefan himself, he said he only wears his own shoe, loves his own shoe. He's probably got them slip-ons popping in the bedroom. <laughs> what about uh, a, a but, cap? But for a hat, that like goth kind of weirdo dude, uh, Felipe Ortiz, you never seen that dude without his black beanie on. I don't, know, black, I don't know if he could even, he looks like he can't see, he wears it so low on the front of his face. I don't even know if he can, I don't even know uh, if he can get it in, you know Cody McIntyre definitely keeps the toothpick in. That's one, another one we agreed upon. Chris Cole probably got his wristbands on, <laughs> you know, monster logo in the contract. Our boy Grant Patterson probably oh. definitely had the new era popping at all times. Yeah. Back in the in the bootleg blind days. What are the odds Lutzka wears his fedora? <laughs> Very high. I I hope you uh, had fun picturing all of those scenarios. <laughs> Looks like we got a next email while we were recording here, so we got one more for the post office. Let's get it. Got one coming in here from Moggins. Email is uh, daggersrule at hotmail.com. Love the hotmails. Well, that sounded gay. Uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> Love the hot mails. Love it. 
Uh, what up, guys? Big fan from England. It's funny to hear how you G's talk over there in Canada. To me, it sounds like if J-Rock and Ali G had a baby that came out wearing a quad XL tall tee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm feeling it, though, dog, still. My question is, who are your top five Canadian G's? Would love to hear from Ryan Smith and Paul Machnall at Studio E. Keep those gunshots firing. Peace. First off, uh, Machnall, that's my homie. Ride for Red Star with him. He's my team manager, so he's definitely in the cards for the future. Top five Canadian gangsters. I'm going. Boom. It's off the top of the dome. Travis Stanger, obviously, he's number one. Number two, it's got to be DGK Wade. That's an easy one. And if we're talking just gangster skaters, number three, I'm going. Spencer Hamilton, back in his tall T days. Legend. What's another one? Oh, this one's going to hit you all. Carl Abel, some of the best tea. And then there was, uh, fuck, wow, what do I, maybe last name Lambert from Calgary, the black guy? What's his Dave name? Dave Lambert. Dave Lambert, was that it? I think so. Yeah, I heard he quit skating because he got all the tricks, so doesn't <laughs> get much gangster, much more gangster than that. Uh, my top five couple, uh, there's a bit of overlap. You got DGK Wade, number one all time. Chad Dixon. Sorry, DGK Wade, number one all time. Grant Patterson, ah, 1B, you know what I'm saying? So that's 1A, 1B. I already fucking. Then we got Chad Dixon, little brother to those guys right there. And I'm going to put some respect on uh, the one, the only, Brian Weary. Actually, he might be number one because, goddamn, you catch that Nigi in a bad mood, you might wake up in a hospital. <laughs> um, and then to round out the big five, I'm going to go with. Uh, the little homie, Mitch Barrett. Sick. But I got a co-sign on that Spencer, young Spencer. Oh, man. Real G. All right. That's going to wrap up the post office. Damn, it was a heavy one. Thanks to all the homies sending in the voice notes and the emails. Keep them coming, y'all. Turn up. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is, right after the post office. This is the Skateboard World Source for Sports, The Rundown. It's our last episode talking about this year's NFL season. It truly brings a tear to my eye, but you know, Save has become a big time fan this season and I couldn't be better uh, to have watched the whole season with my dog. So in commemoration of our first year as uh, full-time NFL fans together, we're gonna hand out our NFL awards. We're gonna go with a big three, MVP, Rookie of the year and play of the year. So what better place to start off than uh, the most valuable player in the league? Which who you got say? I think the NFL got it right this year. Matt Ryan, baby. The NFL definitely got it wrong. It's uh, Tom Brady is definitely the uh, most valuable player in the league. 100. Easy to say after they just won the Super Bowl and, <laughs> and dusted epic Matt fashion and dusted Matt Ryan. But it's a regular season award. Tom Brady missed one third of the whole season. That's a uh, Hard to ignore. Did something special when he came back. Two picks all year. Get at me. All right, next up, we're going with Rookie of the Year. This is a little bit of a two-horse race, both on the same team. I got Big Zeke, yo. What? Yeah. Zeke all day, man. He put up some disgusting numbers. Because the thing with, with Dak is he was dope. But I feel like uh, Zeke was one of the best running backs in the entire league. Whereas I don't think Prescott was one of the best QBs in the entire league. It's one of the most consistent, but Zeke's numbers were up there with the best of the best. Pretty good argument, but uh, I'm still going with Dak. It's, uh, it's a much harder position to play. Zeke has the, uh, I mean, they both play behind the best front line in uh, in the NFL. 
so the, the game's made a little bit easier for them but i mean to compare qb to running back to say one's more important than the other pretty easy statement to make man without the qb that that rb ain't doing nothing all right last one nfl player of the year and sorry but this is gonna have a lot to do with our fantasy football teams <laughs> for me i was in germany i needed to close out the year and win my last four four weeks to make the playoffs I'm sitting at a bar with my main man, Sebastian Lyman. And what do you know, looking at my phone, refreshing nonstop to see if I'm getting yards and points. I look up, Richard Matthews catches like a 45 yard bomb straight into the end zone. And uh, I dusted Donald that week. <laughs> it was a blessed Sunday. And uh, Tennessee Titans, baby. I'm going with none other than Tom Brady to Chris Hogan. To dust a man named Calvin out the playoffs. We're talking 60 plus yard TD on a Monday night. <laughs> it don't get much better than that, baby. I feel like we've heard about that play like seven times yeah. on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. This is what it is. Bless up. Shouts to the NFL. Can't wait to get back into it next year. Let's move over to the hardwood. Oh, it's time to talk some ball. And what a wonderful week it was. Let's start it off with the mayhem at Madison Square Garden. Charles Oakley throwing pokes to security guards left, right, and center. How are they going to disrespect a legend like that? Honestly, man, that incident is going to be so bad. The Knicks have already been a disaster this year. The whole Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony thing has been disgraceful. Before this even happened, there was already talks and like people talking about Free agents aren't going to want to go to New York because the president of basketball operations, Phil Jackson, is clowning their star player on a regular basis, like with sub tweets and just constantly undermining him and saying like he's he's not like a proper leader. So how does that incentivize any free agents to want to go to New York? And then you kick out someone who was one of the, the greatest players of all in New York Knicks history, who played for the franchise for 10 years. You throw this guy out, embarrass him, and press charges and have him arrested. He played 10 years for that damn franchise. Like, I, it's going to take a lot of work for the Knicks to, um, to to change their image up and get free agents to want to come there again. That was some bullshit. We have some breaking news. He has actually been banned. He has been banned from Madison Square Garden. Charles Oakley? Charles Oakley. Uh, it's a terrible look for the franchise. All right, good, next up. Good riddance to the Knicks this year and their non-existent playoff hopes. That oh, was a joke. It's a dream team. All right, Magic Johnson wants to take charge in L.A., and he goes on record to say they are one superstar away from competing with the Warriors and the Cavaliers. <laughs> is this man out of his mind, or is he, just, uh, <laughs> or is he out of his mind? Uh, first off, I'm so glad that... Um, they brought Magic Johnson back, obviously all-time great, but he was not having it with the uh, this gym bus nonsense, and I think he distanced himself from the franchise. Uh, but I, I don't know what's changed. They've got him back as like an advisor or whatever, and um, I, I think he just said that it was like he just got this new title back with the Lakers, working with the Lakers again. He just wanted to create a headline. He's not out of his mind. But that statement is next level ridiculous. And he obviously knows that. He's one of the, the greats that ever play the game. <laughs> All right. The king of the fourth's reign continues. IT dropped 34 to spur a comeback and beat the Blazers. This man is making a case for MVP. What are the odds? 
I mean, last last week I said there's no chance, and realistically, I still don't think there is a chance. No, it's creeping uh, he, into he, your he, head, though. No, he, he's in the conversation because. You know, there's a lot of people who are in the conversation but don't have a chance to win it. You know, it's I just really a way. I think he does. It's though. just a way to put some respect on their name. They're not far it, behind okay, the Cavaliers. If if the Celtics finish first in the East, yes. and he continues at this pace, then he's got a chance. But I, if Russell Westbrook averages a triple double, and if James Harden and them stay third in the East, and he keeps on putting leading the league in assists and is number two or three in points then I still don't think Isaiah can win it because he, he's a terrible defender. All right, last one. You spoke about it. Russell Westbrook's triple-double reign continues. Is it possible he averages a triple-double on the season? Uh, Yes. He, I played him in fantasy last week. <laughs> the man had 18 rebounds on me. Actually, this week, this current week. So he's averaging 30, 10, and 10. That's just, you know, superhuman. I guarantee you every single NBA fan in the world did not think they would ever see someone average a triple-double for a season. But this small ball era, man, it's changed the game. Long rebounds and all these jump shots. Gives more rebounds to guards. Kevin Durant leaving, just it's the Russell Westbrook show, man. So I, I would love to see him finish the season averaging a triple-double. One more thing. Japari Parker goes down, hurts the same knee you hurt already, torn ACL, gone for the year. Couldn't be, uh, couldn't be sadder for the guy having a breakout season alongside the Greek Freak. What, are you fucking kidding me? This guy goes down right when Chris Middleton's coming back. What are the odds, you lucky bastard? Yeah, Donald's mixing a real fan-ness and uh, <laughs> fantasy as usual. Feel terrible for Jabari Parker. He worked his ass off to come back. He missed his entire rookie season, I believe. Uh, last year, he was he was decent. And then this year was truly a breakout, averaging 26 and 2, I believe, on 49% shooting. Real stud. They're trying to make a playoff push. Chris Middleton comes back. And they, they had their big three back together. In the same game, Middleton comes back. Jabari goes down. It's a crying shame. But uh, the fantasy, selfish fantasy me is... Is stoked because that's more shots for Middleton, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Let's not get it. Let's wrap this shit up. That's gonna wrap up episode nine. Big thanks to Stefan Janowski, the big homie, Skate Jesus. We love you, dog. And uh thanks to the ghost, man. Thanks, homie. <laughs> yeah, shouts to Donald. Thank you. <laughs> uh major shouts to to Stefan. Better believe we gonna we gonna show up at your art show in New York. Going to be visiting Ben. Come down, holler at the big homie, Brian Anderson. It's going to be a good time. You smell me? <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's get it. Peace. Peace. Peace.